good evening. Will you join us as we worship our Savior and sing of what he's done for us? Will you stand with us? welcome each of you to our service tonight, and first, you may be seated. I want to welcome you to our service tonight. If you don't know me, my name is Rob Zimmerman. I'm lead pastor here at Westgate Chapel, and I am just delighted that you have chosen to be with us this evening uh, to remember our Lord's sacrifice and worship with us this evening. Uh, if you don't have a home church, uh, I'm thankful that not only you're here, but would also love to invite you to come back and join us this coming Easter Sunday morning, Resurrection Sunday. Uh, our services are at 9 and 1045 a.m., and we would love the opportunity for you to join us and again worship with us uh, as we will celebrate our risen Lord. But tonight, as we dive into worship together, our service is going to be different than most services that we do or have done. Tonight will be designed specifically as a night of reflection, where we're going to take time to remember the many different events leading up to the death of Jesus, as we sing of the wonderful cross, the blood of Jesus, and the deep, deep love that he showed us in his sacrifice. 
As well tonight, we will largely be reading scripture over you of the events leading up to Christ's death on the cross. And we want to encourage you as we do so to take time to reflect on the price that was paid for your sin. You know, as a culture at Easter, we are often very, very quick to rush directly to the resurrection. We love to celebrate the good news of the resurrection. But what I find is true is that for us to truly understand the significance of the celebration of the resurrection, it is essential that we first pause, that we remember, and that we grieve the way of the cross. And so would you begin with me tonight as we pray together? Father, we thank you so much for the deep, deep love that you have shown us by sending your son, Jesus Christ, into this world, that he would come, that he would live, that he would bring the good news of the message of salvation that is found in him alone, but even more, that he would come to pay the price, the penalty of our sin. Father, in what you did through his life that we will read in the pages of scripture tonight, you have written for us the most beautiful love story that has ever existed in all of time. That a people who betrayed you, who rejected you, in your love, you have pursued us and provided a way by giving your very son. And so Lord, be glorified tonight as we reflect and as we worship you because of your love. We pray this together in the name of Jesus, amen. You know, as we close our service later this evening, we will have a time together, a special time of communion, where we will be invited to come to the tables that are here at the front of the room and remember the significance of Jesus' death for your life by taking the Lord's Supper with those whom you came with this evening. But as we think about that very first time where Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, we're reminded of the words as Paul reflects on that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where as he instructs the early church on the importance of the Lord's Supper and remembering the sacrifice that Christ paid on our behalf, he began with these words. He said, the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, a significant point. Jesus was betrayed by one of his very disciples, Judas. And while Judas seems to take the cake in our eyes of being the horrible, evil, despicable human being who would show no loyalty and no love for Jesus, what we often fail to realize is that Judas is really a reflection of us. Paul says it this way, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And thus begins our journey tonight, the journey of the way of the cross. Not long after Jesus and his disciples had met in the upper room and then moved out to the Mount of Olives, we read these words after spending time in prayer in Mark chapter 14, it says, when it was evening, Jesus came with the 12. And as they were reclining and eating, Jesus said, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to 
be sorrowful and to say to him one after another, is it I? And he said to them, it is one of the 12 who is dipping bread into the dish with me for the son of man goes as it is written to him, but woe to the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. And so just a little while later on that mountain, it tells us while Jesus was still speaking, Judas came, one of the 12, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, the one that I kiss is the man, seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, greetings, Rabbi, and he kissed him. And Jesus said to him, friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus said to him, put, put your sword back into its place for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled? that it must be so. At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching and you did not seize me. But all of this has taken place that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. And then all of the disciples left him and they fled. of heaven God's 
Mark 14, verses 53 through 65. And they led Jesus to the high priest. And all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes came together. And Peter had followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he was sitting with the guards and warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many had bore false witness against him, but th their testimony did not agree. And some stood up and bore false witness against him, saying, I heard him say that I will destroy the temple that is made with hands, and in three days, I will build it again, one made without hands. Yet even about this, their testimony did not agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, have you no answer to give? What is the testimony that these men make against you? But he remained silent made no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, are you the Christ, 
the son of the blessed? And he said, I am. And you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of glory. And the high priest tore his garments and said, what further witnesses do we need? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? They all condemned him as deserving death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to strike him, saying to him, prophesy. And the guards received him blows. Matthew, chapter 26, verses 69 through 75. Now Peter was sitting outside the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out, to the entrance, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it with an oath, I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. And then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. <coughs> and Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and he wept bitterly.
Sing this first together. What can wash? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No. And as soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, you have said so. The chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you? But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed. Now, at the feast, it was customary for Pilate to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with the man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! So Pilate wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. 
Mark 15, 16 through 32. And the soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is the governor's headquarters, and they called together the whole battalion. And they clothed them in a purple cloak, and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on him. And they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they were striking his head with a reed and spitting on him, and kneeling down in homage to him. 
And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. And they let him out to crucify him. And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him. divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they had crucified him. And the inscription of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. And with him, they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. Come down from that cross. So also the chief priests and the scribes mocked him to one another saying, he saved others. He cannot even save himself. Let the Christ, the King of the Jews, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. Yeah. 
And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, 
Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? After this, Jesus, knowing that it was all now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the son of God.
we began our night together we looked at Jesus in the upper room with his disciples before all of this would take place remember the words of the apostle Paul as he said on the night that Jesus was betrayed you know when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper with his disciples in that upper room there was no way they could have ever imagined the events that were about to unfold and take place. But there's no doubt that following that night that the disciples would never forget, but that they would also remember the very thing that Jesus taught them in that upper room, which was remember, never forget what I will do for you and how much I love you. As the Apostle Paul gave instructions to the early church as to how to approach the remembrance and the significance of Christ's death through communion, which we will take together here tonight, he said these words. He said, let a person examine himself, then eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning, the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. What Paul wants us to understand is this, is that in taking the Lord's Supper, it wasn't just a church tradition or some meaningless ritual that we would follow throughout the centuries and the ages. But from the moment that Jesus instituted it with his disciples, throughout the history of the early church and even to today, It is a deeply significant moment for us to remember all that Christ has done and that our response to this incredible love that he poured out on the cross would be one of repentance, of renewal, and of restoration in our relationship with God. Before we close our time together this evening by participating in this deeply significant act of worship, I wanna invite us to do just as the Apostle Paul instructed. During this next song, we're going to enter into a time of reflection and of prayer. And I would ask you during this time to seek God. Seek God for forgiveness of your sin. The sin that we have allowed to separate us from him and invite him to renew and to restore what is broken within you and then worship him with all that you are.
face to face until at last I've won my race. Remind me you're not finished yet. receive from the Lord what I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink, eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. As we close our time of worship together this evening, we're gonna close having everyone here participate in the Lord's Supper. You'll see here around the room, we have four stations in the front where there is bread where you can rip off a small piece of bread and dip it into the juice. And then we would invite you, whether that be to move onto a small part of the stage or off to the side with your family or friends or those that you came with, just to take the Lord's Supper together in a special moment of remembering all that Christ has done for you on the cross. And after you've taken communion together, we would just invite you to uh, exit out the back doors. You can fellowship in the back, but we would love to keep this sanctuary, this worship center as a place for us this evening to continue to worship in silence and in reverent worship of the Lord, remembering all that Christ has done. And so let's pray together and we'll close our evening by taking the Lord's Supper. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you, Lord, that thousands of years ago when you knew that we would still be born and we would still sin against you, even after professing our love for you, that you would still send your son to die and show us the depth of your love and your grace that you extend to each one of us. I pray that tonight, Lord, as we have read your word and your scriptures and we have sung about the beauty of the cross and Jesus's blood that was shed for us, that, Father, it would cause us to fall into a deeper place of love with you, that we would yield our hearts and our lives to you, recognizing that you have chosen the best for us. And while this world will continue to fail us and let us down, you never will. And we know that without a shadow of a doubt, because you have given everything for us. 
And so, Lord, tonight we do what you did with your disciples in the upper room. We do what Paul instructed the early church to do. We take the Lord's Supper to remember the sacrifice that you paid on our behalf. And we do so as a beautiful act of worship to say thank you for loving us. We pray this in Jesus' name. As the team continues to play, please feel free to come forward. There's a station in the back in the balcony as well. Thank you for worshiping with us tonight. We hope to see you this coming Sunday.
Until I see you face to face, until at last I've won. 